Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Law, you should follow it. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Have you heard a couple of times in the scriptures? Now, this is the challenge. Can I, okay, I just have to you come quickly. The man of this, amen. I don't know how best to illustrate this. But no, um, no, because we need space, a bit of space. So can you move here? Come here, sorry, just because of, oh yeah, God bless you. Can you move forward a bit? You move forward a bit. Now, can you stand in front of him? No, 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 no. You stand in front of him. Okay, let's do it this way. Um, so Joshua, you, okay, you move. Can you just go straight down? Just go on a straight line. Now, Joshua, just move a little bit and move straight down. You would see that if you can see that one, what I'm trying to say is that they can never end up in the same place. Because a little shift in what is said, you will end up in a totally different area. Does that make sense? God bless you, sons. You know, it's as if I was listening to a pilot. The pilot said one of the challenges that you have when you are flying is that you have to be following a particular, just as you see them, they have a particular route. Once you shift a little bit in a particular route, you end up in another country. Even though what you have done is just a little shift. But because they travel in a straight direction. So the further you go, if they were going on that way, in that straight line, the further you go, the wider you become. Why? Because you are supposed to move on. That's why when God will say, when I am talking to you, do not look to the right or to the left. Make sure you follow the line. Now, one of the things why I'm, 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 I'm talking about it because we, we talked about, you know, the growth, spiritual growth and things like that, and I think we kind of went through um, different steps of it, and I just feel that, you know, over this end, we have been like, you know, we need to, you know, set it in an orderly manner. Set it in another manner. Now, you will see in Hebrews chapter 6, he says, now, Paul was able to divide it into two. Paul said, leaving the discussion of elementary, that is entrance, principles of Christ, let us go, go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith towards God, doctrine of baptism, laying of hands, resurrection from the dead, and eternal judgment. So, these are the, now, in my workplace now, I am, you know, I do a, little, a bit of calculations, but well, most, most of my time is calculations anyway. But what I'm saying is that the one, two, three I am using now, I learned it from nursery school. So no matter how high I go, I cannot say that I don't need one, two, three again. Because that is the elementary. So this is not advanced to say that, you, no, he's not talking about advanced to say that, you know, oh, you have now advanced. You don't need those, no, no, no. The elementary, when he says elementary is that, just like you are in nursery school, the ABC that they taught you, 
till, till the day you leave this world, you will still be using it. Does this make sense? So the Bible now says that, it says, the, it was talking about the foundation about repentance from dead works. Faith towards God. It's saying that, you know, concerning your sin and forgiveness, and it is linked to the faith you have in God. And I think that, at, so we would just center around that place because we don't want to move too far away because there's a lot in this aspect but we'll just center on the first one. Let's go on to Mark, please. Now, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believes will be baptized and be saved. Please notice that Jesus said, as long as this gospel is preached to them, if they believe, they will be saved. See, number one of the challenges we have as a body of Christ now, if you ask people, do you know that you are saved? We have got it to a point where people don't even know. It's only God that knows. The Bible never preaches such a thing. The Bible never preaches there is a certainty. See, the, the gospel, as when we go through it, it is not, you cannot afford to say that I don't know. Because it's as if you are saying that, it's as if you're saying that, you, I don't even know how, how to put it. It's, it's, as if, it's as if you are following a God that is saying, you know, uh, maybe, maybe not. That's why when you see when the Bible would say, you would say, he said, if you confess your, um, the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ with uh, and things, he said, you shall be saved. So this is a definite statement. I would show you because, again, this is where opportunities, because once you move a bit, I keep going straight you would end up in a place that the gospel doesn't really talk much about. We'll come back to that because that, that second part. Matthew chapter 9. It says, and Jesus passed from there and he saw a man named Matthew, the tax collector, and he said to him, follow me. And he arose and he followed him. And it happened. As Jesus sat at the table in the, in, in the house that he, um, that he behold many tax collectors and sinners came to him and sit, sat down with him. Now, question. What did Jesus say to Matthew? Matthew that Matthew decided that I will not be the only one that will hear this. I need to go and gather people. These men are Jews. Let's go on quickly because of, because of our time. Now, you would see another case of the Bible says, John chapter 1, verse 38 to 41. It says, And Jesus turned, seeing, the, seeing them follow him, and he said to them, Now, these are people that were following John the Baptist. He said, What do you seek? 
They said, Rabbi. Now, please notice that the first thing they used him for was a teacher. So that means that they said, you know, because John the Baptist was, was their teacher before. So when they saw Jesus, they followed him as a teacher. They said, and they said Rabbi, which means um, uh, teacher, uh, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and see. That's what Jesus said. The Bible says, and they came and they were with him, staying, staying with him, and they remained with him all day. Now, one of them, John, um, sorry, one of them, sorry, one of the two who had John speak, followed him, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He, he first found his brother Simon. So what did Jesus talk to, say to him? What did he see? That he said, I need to go and look for my brother quickly. Now, see what he used. Initially, he called him a teacher. He now said to his brother, I have found the Messiah. Which also means Christ. So, what is this man telling dedicated Jews? That once they hear what is, they say, excuse me, sir, you know, I need to quickly go and find my people. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. John chapter 3. Now, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to lay a foundation. This man, John chapter 3, 1 to 3, this man is called Nicodemus. He was a priest. So that means that he knows the law. The Bible says that he came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, again, teacher. He said, you, we know that you come from God. And the signs, you cannot do these signs. No, these signs can, and sorry, and no one can do these signs that you, that you do unless he's from God. Now, what does that? He's good. Say, Jesus, you are doing miracle. You are an anointed man from God. Jesus, what should Jesus say? Thank you, you've done well. In fact, all the other Pharisees don't want to. Oh, Jesus did not. For, because that is not the statement of, that is not what he is about. The fact that he does signs, he does miracles, he's not, he said, and Jesus answered him and said, most assuredly, I tell you, unless you are born again, so basically, a man turned up, a man that left his friends, left the Pharisees. This man is, is a religious man. And he turned up to Jesus and said, I know, I, I, can, I know from the point of things, I can observe that you are an anointed man. Jesus said, you have missed it. Because of our time, let's go to Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Now, I'm going to, I want to run a scenario for you. See, when Jesus said, go and preach the gospel, do you know where he told them to start first? He said, start from Jerusalem. What did they, what are they going to go and tell people in Jerusalem that are religious people? Let me show you one thing. See, in the book of Acts, this is Pentecost. So this is the first gospel. This is the first time they will preach the gospel. Now, on the day of Pentecost, 
people that attended that service were chosen by the Holy Spirit. Peter never called one person. The Bible says that, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues. And the Spirit gave them, as the Spirit gave them utterance. So that means that the sermon also was dictated by who? The Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says that, if you read before that, it was saying that suddenly a big sound came into the room. Do, you, uh, do we get it to that point? And people began to hear. Now, please, notice. Joshua, we need you. Sorry. Amen. I don't want to stop a man in the time. Amen. But I'm coming for you very soon. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, so we are both going. The sound went. Please, read the Bible carefully. The Bible says, and there were dwelling in Jews, devoted men. Now, another version, please can I have another version of that? The Bible says, God-fearing men. NIV, please, if, if, if that's possible. The Bible calls them God-fearing men. Are we there? So the Bible says that these men. No, yes, ma'am, verse 5. Uh -huh. God fearing Jews. So, and they had the sound. So that means that if two of us were going in Jerusalem, I was fornicating. Who will hear the sound? And he, he was a good man. Who will hear the sound? This God-fearing man. Please, I'm trying to get at something. So when the Holy Spirit was going to select, this is not the holy, the first people, because the Holy Spirit wanted to make a position clear. He selected people that were God-fearing. Ladies will know who God-fearing is, because it is part of our Google is side Who do you want? I want a God-fearing man. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so at least the ladies know who God-fearing looks like. <laughs> so can I tell you also, when the Bible calls you God-fearing, that means God has searched you and know that you are God-fearing. Because when David misbehaved, he said it. The Bible says they had the sound and the multitude came together. Who are the multitude? God-fearing people. Let us now see the message that the Holy Spirit is going to speak through Peter today. Let's go on, man. Acts chapter 2, verse 13. And Peter, standing up among the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judah, all who do well in Jerusalem, let, let this be known to you. Heed to my voice. Yes. Then Peter said to them, repent. This were, this were God-fearing men. God is saying, I cannot testify that these people are God-fearing. He said, and let everyone be baptized for the remission of your sins. So what I am saying to you is that this is not a question of am I good or not. The gospel is not simple because people say, you know, no, that guy is, is a very good person. 
The problem with the gospel we are preaching now is that you say, oh, no, that person doesn't need to hear the gospel because, oh, they are very good. I can, they are very good people. That's why when the Holy Spirit was going to gather people first, he gathered the ones that, are, that he can testify that are good for you and say, you know what, you can't make it. That's what he said. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the center of Christianity. That is why God was gathering people who, even, who were worshipping God all their life and said, I love you, but you need something. Because at times, you know, we talk about the, the sacrifice of Christ. People have no clue what it is. Now, let's begin to go into a bit of detail. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And he said, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you received, and which you stand in, by which you were saved. You are saved. If you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. Yes, let's go on. He said, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. What is the first thing? That Jesus died for your sin. That means that you need the blood of Christ to stand any chance of eternity. He said, that's why Paul was talking about sin. This is elementary. This is the first thing every Christian needs to understand. Romans says, Romans chapter, well, Romans, yeah, it says, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 1, 15. Okay, just go back to where you started from, where we were before. So the Bible says that, Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says that, says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Acts chapter, which were, you know, actually two, uh, we read, can you go to Acts chapter, chapter five, does it have, Acts uh, chapter nine, sorry, hallelujah, amen. Now, see, in the early Christians, they used to call them, they don't call them Christians before, do you know what they called them before? They call them the way. The Bible says, and he asked him, he asked, sorry, he asked him, he, he asked, he, sorry, he asked letters from him to the synagogue of Damascus that, uh, so that if he found anyone of the way, when people were telling people, no, this is the way. It's not, it's, there is no other way. This is the way. So they knew them as the way. Acts chapter 24. Yeah. The Bible says, the Bible calls them here. The Bible says, 
the Bible says, but I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect. So they were not called Christians, they were the way. So it was as if they used to go around and say, Jesus is the way. The truth and the life. People say, you know, they are the way. There is no other thing that they preach. There was no other, there was no other thing. See, they were so, they, they, they saw what God was talking about. And they were like, see, it is, this is the way. The God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Jesus, this is Jesus talking. He said, I say to you, unless your righteousness is greater than the scribes and the, and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. See, see, whatever you think that you believe, whatever you think that you are doing, Jesus is saying, that's why, that's why at times, you know, at times it's quite obvious that Christians do not understand what the gospel is about. James chapter 5, uh, chapter 2, yeah, sorry. James said, see, this is how the law operates. If you offend in one, you have offended in all. So all those righteous men, you've offended one, you've offended all. So there is no, it is not a question of That's what Jesus was trying to talk about when he was saying to people. This is the sacrifice you need. Let's go on to Romans. Sorry, please. This sermon will be very heavy on, on, on scriptures. The law of scriptures in it. He says, but you know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. He said, do you think, O oh man, you who judge practicing such things, doing the same, you will escape the judgment of God? Let's, let's read on, please. He says, he says, he said, or oh, do you despise the riches of God's goodness and forbearance and long-suffering not knowing the goodness that leads to repentance, according to his, but in accordance with your hardness, of, sorry, and your, sorry, my eyes a bit, hallelujah, amen. Basically, what I'm trying to say, what, what, what is, what, what I'm trying to say, what the scripture is saying here, I don't know people who say, ah, oh, you know, God should understand. He said, no, he said, he said you don't, it is the problem that you don't understand. That what he has given is out of his abundance mercy. He's saying, I would sacrifice my son so that you can make it. But if you now say, no, you know, he doesn't have to be this. You, you cannot say that this is the only way. That is why the Isaiah that we read, the Bible lesson, says that who is going to believe us? Because people are going to say, no, no, you, you, you cannot. That's why 
When I'm preaching about this, I'm going through the scriptures for you to see with your own eyes what the scripture says. That's why Jesus told them, you need to go out and start telling people. This is the good news. This is the good news. The center of it is that no matter what righteousness you have, it cannot secure entrance into eternity for you except by Christ. That's what Jesus said. That's why people wanted to stone him. Because basically what you're saying now is that are you now saying that, you know, I believe that as you're talking now, people have questions in their heart. That's why I said you would be, you two will come to where they were when they say, you know, ah, this man... That was, see, there were no, nobody accused Jesus because he was doing miracles. It was because he said, this is, he is the holy sacrifice. So what you are saying to us is that every other person is wrong. That's what he said. That's why when Jesus said, I am the way, what does that mean? That means, this is the only way. When he's, if he said, I am a way, that means he's saying, you can do anything you want. That's why when the apostles will talk, he said, this is the starting point. The reason why Christians don't preach is because we have had a philosophy that we say that Jesus is the way, but in our heart, we say Jesus is a way. That's what that is. That is, that, that is what Hebrews, let's, let's just read on Hebrews chapter 10. Just, I'm just going to May God grant us mercy. He said, anyone who rejects the law of Moses die without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. He said, of how much worse punishment would you suppose will be, well, sorry, would, sorry, would you suppose he will, he will be taught worthy for who, who trampled on the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant, which was sanctified a common thing. What, what is common? Common means that it is not unique to you. Any other person can do it. He said, he said, and insult the Spirit of grace. How do you expect? He said, he said, he said, you are trampling on the son of the, the, the gift they gave to you. You are trampling on it because he said, you know what? It is, just, it is just normal. But that's not what the scripture says. That is why at times, you know, at times you, you there was a book I wanted to um, share today. And you know, I, you were, I was saying, and I, I'm, I'm struggling to kind of, because it's about, it's, it's good in certain ways, don't get me wrong. It's good in certain ways, but I was seeing this and I was like, I can't, I, I can't even introduce this. Because the body of Christ is moving to a point. That's why she saw, Salalu was saying that a time ago that she saw, was it in a church? And you saw people, it wasn't outside. In the church, she had a revelation, not the church, in a church, a, a gathering. He had a revelation of people trooping to hell. 
Because if you tell, if you sell a gospel to them, that is, you know, it is this is it doesn't really matter. And when the Bible clearly preaches against what you're saying, because you had Jesus at the end of it, it doesn't make a difference. And so it was quite interesting to me that when God was showing that people trooping to hell, he did not say we go outside. Because people have been taught to treat the blood of Christ as being common. You may not say it, but your actions or our actions say it. How? Because, hey, oh, you are not, you, you are not, you don't believe in God, don't worry, but you're a good person, don't worry, don't worry, you'll be okay. God help us in Jesus' name. Let's go on to Romans chapter 3. No, stand up. Romans chapter, yeah. He said, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. That is why Paul was saying the principle first is redemption from our sin because of the faith we have in God. Because of the faith we have in God. Let's hear what Jesus said again in John chapter 3. Please, if you read this way, this is Jesus talking. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who does not believe in the Son shall, shall not see life. But... He did not say that. He said the wrath of God remains on him. He did not say, if you are good. See, this is why, if you are feeling a bit of rage, that is, that is what people were feeling. That's why they stoned him. That's why they stoned him. What are you saying? No, no, no. Are you saying now? That's what he's saying. See, at times people say, you know, they stone you. You don't, feel, you don't understand what he was saying, why they had to stone him. Or why they wanted to crucify him. Because he was basically saying to them, if you don't do this, forget about it. We said, wait a minute, but I have been worshipping in the synagogue. I did not ask you that. Those things will come in as we begin to understand what the gospel is. But where we are starting from this morning is the entrance door. Let's read John chapter 8. Again. Therefore I say to you that you will die in your sins if you do not believe that I am him. You will die in your sins. If you don't believe that I am the person that would take away your sins, forget it. Now, I am going to show you something. This is, this is the central point 
Why Christianity is different from any other thing. If this statement is wrong, sorry, because this statement is right, that is the only reason, the only reason why you can think of entering heaven. Except you think that Jesus is saying his own version of story. See, that is why Jesus will, that's why Jesus will give proverbs like, if you would see somebody that you know, that was, see, that was what Peter, uh, Andrew had, that Andrew could not stop. The first person he went to meet was his brother. That's why you see most of the disciples of Jesus were all family. Because everybody said, hey, excuse me, <laughs> if this one will not, I need to talk, I will pray for you. I will go on my knees and pray for you that God will touch your heart. This is the gospel. That's why when we read, when Paul was saying, see, this is the gospel I preach to you. Any other gospel is your own. So when God keeps screaming on this altar, saying that, go out, share the gospel. He's not saying that so that people can, um, it is good that somebody gets healed. Those things are good. But you see, you can be healed, you can be prosperous and still. That was what he told Nicodemus. Nicodemus, I know you're a good person, but we are not, that is not, that is not the bone of contention here. The bone of contention is that I am, this is the only sacrifice. Any other good work that you do can be added to that but cannot substitute that. That's why the Bible says when people enter heaven, their good work will follow them. Having understood that, I'm going to show you a a, a comparison which I hope you would take to God in prayer for those that you love. If you really love people, you would just walk past people like that. See, you can, you can give them money. They would, God will say, thank you. But he also knows that what you have done is that because you... you God will, God, may God grant us grace. I'm going to quote a scripture for you, but a different scripture. The Quran. Can I have that, please? This is Quran chapter 4. You can Google it, you'll see there. 156 to 159. It says, and for their faithlessness and their saying against Mary, a monstrous slander. For they are saying that they killed the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, the messenger of God. In fact, they did not kill him. 
nor did they crucify him. What they are saying, Jesus said, if you have, if you follow this, your sin remains on you. That's what he said. That's why any other person can see, we can agree on every other thing. But this one, which matters most, is where the issue is. He said, in fact, they did not crucify him. He said, they, he said, it appeared to them as if they did. So basically, what they're saying is that when Jesus was about to die, God took him away from the cross and put somebody else there. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, those, he said indeed, those who differ about him are in doubt. They have no knowledge of it except following assumptions. Certainly, they did not kill him. Rather, God raised him up himself. God Almighty, his wife. He said, there is none of the people of the scripture but believe in him before his death. On the day of resurrection, he will witness against them. So basically, what I say, when Jesus will rise up, he would say, I did not die, you're alive. But if a Christian understands why Jesus died, I'll show you another one. Run chapter 9. There are other, other passions you can read. He said the Jews said Ezra is the son of God. The Christian said Messiah is the son of God. These are statements out of their mouth. They, em, they, they emulate the statements of those who blaspheme. May they assail, that is, may God curse them. And how deceived they are. They are taking, see. No, they are taking their rabbis and priests instead of God. As well as the Messiah, the son of Mary. See. They, they agree that Jesus is Messiah, if you want to call him Messiah. But what they are saying is that, no, the, the, the main reason why he came, no, we can't agree that. See, if you love people, don't just assume Give them the opportunity. We were speaking to Salalu and we were speaking to a guy who was a Muslim, I think, and they called me. So I, I gave them some time and things and they spoke to me. I was like, I never knew this. Yeah, but I go to church. Nobody has ever told me this. Abi? Nobody has ever told me this because everybody thinks, ah, don't worry because we are, we are preaching a different gospel, different from the scriptures. My opinion now, I think it makes a little bit of sense. We have all written projects, at least I think most of us have written some kind of projects in Instagram. What do you do in your, 
Can you imagine if you write your project and you only write a wonderful project and there is only one source? Does that make sense? For those who have been in the faith, Quran was written by one person, Muhammad himself. The Bible was written by 40 people from three different continents and they are saying the same thing. I leave you to judge that. See, when you see God screaming and telling people, you need to get out there and let, and let people know. You need to speak to people. Pray for them. Pray for them. They need your help. Pray. I'm not saying go and shout at them. No. Go on your knees. Pray for them. Let God even see that your passion for them is there. I don't know which gospel we've had. Oh, I think the actual thing is that Christians do not even understand what the gospel is about. May God help us in Jesus. So when God calls evangelism, he knows what he's talking about. And at times, I don't know how he will feel when he sees people turning up every Sunday and they know someone who doesn't know God. To him, it feels like you're selfish. You're safe. And you see other people around you that you can at least try. You know, I got to a point this morning I was in tears because, you know, you, you, it's just, and you, it's, you say, ah, no, it is just, don't worry, you are okay. Says who? See, that is why I get this, the feeling, I think that's why I said, you would be in that room where people say, let us kill because you would feel their same feeling. Because what he's saying to you now, what we are reading now, is the same feeling that people felt when they said crucify him. Because they were like, no, 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 no. You can't tell me that. That is what he said. Let's quickly finish as we... Matthew chapter 24. And Jesus is saying, I would keep on holding my way back. He said... Until this gospel. It's interesting that Jesus did not say until the gospel. He said this gospel. That means that Jesus is aware that later on there would be different kind of gospel. He expects Christians that when you hear, when you read your Bible and you go, this gospel. Excuse me. See, when the Bible says, please help me in English. Little of my words. Okay. Tiny of my words. So that means the comma will not. What he's saying is that every word you see there has a reason why it's there. There is a reason why on, and a gospel or and the gospel. Why did he say this gospel? Because he knows a time will come when this gospel will become the gospel. 
based on our feeling. Will be preached in all the world as a weakness. What does it mean? Said so that the day you stand before me, I'll tell you. Somebody told you. It just, God is saying, I will give everybody under the planet an opportunity. See, if you did not hear the gospel, it's different. The Bible provides for you. Who did not have a clue what the gospel is? Or if you are presented with it and you make a different choice, it said, it said, I know, it said, don't worry, it will be a witness to them that I spoke about it. God help us in Jesus' name. You know, um, can we just quickly rush to this just because of our time? Just, there is a, um, go on, please. What? Now, this is just basically saying, you know, you know, uh, you know um, uh, God is too harsh. How can he say? No, he says, my thought is different from your thoughts. See, people need to understand that you're talking to God and not your friend. At times, I think, at times, Christians get to that point whereby we don't really understand who we, who we, who we are talking about. Let's read on, please. Now, I need to just say this. If I give my life to Christ, will I be persecuted? The answer is yes. All this gospel of, don't worry, oh, life will be rosy. The Bible never preached that. Somebody said, you know, people will say, say, I get where he's coming from. And please don't get me, I'm just, you know, just putting out, just, just, but he, he was saying, I said, all this prayer that, as from today, you will never see trouble again. He will say, amen. It is not scriptural. You will see it. That's what Jesus said. But you have to see it because you believe in me, not because of anything, because you believe in me. And he said, let's go on, please. And he said, in Romans chapter 8, verse, he said, therefore, he said, he said, it was, let's read on, please. I think they didn't. The Bible says that no matter what it is that we go through, it is worth it. Because there is nothing you will pay for your soul. And God is always faithful to deliver people. But don't tell people, don't worry, your life will be rosy. That is not scripture. Jesus said, no, I would be showing up for you every single time. Because what will happen is that, see, my sister will know there is a woman, she went to Ayomi, she, she, she was a Muslim. Sorry, I'm not talking, I'm just using that as an example for someone that I know. She was a Muslim and a very, from a very wealthy home. Then she gave her life to Christ and they cut off every supply. She was alone for 20, for about 10 years or so, or 15 years. They made sure they blocked her husband's work. They were serving God. They came, to, they were, they, they continued in their faith. And it wasn't easy. So, but when you have, if you had preached that gospel, they say, you know what they are? God is going to just show up. They waited one year, two years, three years. God did not show up. <laughs> that family came to bed. After 15 years of them crying, weeping, 
the husband's job was blocked. Because they say, you know, we will cage you until you would not behave. You will have to come and beg God some money. And they were saying, you know, rather die, we rather die than denounce Christ. You know, it's going to be difficult for you to be able to preach the gospel you, you're preaching to them. Because they will say, okay, but did I offend God? God help us in Jesus' name. So as we, can I just quickly leave it? Hallelujah. I just have a picture there on shows. It's just the one. Do you, have you heard about Justin, Justin Bieber's conversion? He made a statement which was striking. He said, I could have been a Christian a long time ago, but I met bad Christians that were close to me. They, they thought that, you know, because I had money and influence, they never thought that I needed the salvation of my soul. That until I met Jesus himself, until when somebody introduced the gospel to me and said, see, Oga, you may be the word, you may have no problems, you may be healthy, you may be whatever it is, but you need Jesus. Do you know that that was the same statement Kanye West made? And I have Christians around me every day and none of them thought it wise to speak to me about the salvation of my soul. He said they were too scared because of their jobs. That's what he said. They thought that I had it all because after all, their prayer point is me. God, give me money. God, make me rich. God, make me famous. That is your prayer point. So when you see prayer point, you now say, God, as you have lifted Kanye West, God, please lift me also. And God is looking at you and saying, oh. You can imagine what Kanye West would look at his friends and say to them when he gave Christ. You failed me. If I did not hear the gospel, if somebody did not tell me why Jesus came, Will take me to lunch rather than inviting me over. Come and hear the gospel. Maybe you may change. Don't worry, you'll be okay. Oh, can you wait? He does a lot of charity. He has a lot of charity, millions of dollars. See, that guy is he's making a lot of ways. He is good. But why is it that all these people, when they come to understand the gospel, they keep on saying, But I thought you were a Christian. Why? Because the gospel you believe is different from what the Bible teaches. The last scripture I'm going to say is this. Jude chapter 1. He said, but others with fear pull them out of fire. Even, the, even hurting even the garments defiled by the flesh. See, get God to be fever's light. This is you. These are people stuck in this house. 
And God is saying, when are you going to be bothered enough to pull them out? I'm not saying heal them. I'm saying tell them about the salvation of their soul. Why they need Jesus. When he keeps saying, we're not saying he has to be here alone. But this is not put posters out, do things, not inviting just for them to have the opportunity to hear the gospel. We don't because we think everybody's okay. There was a lady that was saying that she was speaking to somebody. She went to um, a, 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 a hairdressing salon. Um, Emma, Emma Stark. She went to a hairdressing salon and they were Muslims. And she preached to them. They gave their life to Christ. So they've been, she normally goes there a couple of times. to speak to them, they pray together. Gradually getting them into churches. Because if you understand the gospel... Understand that you cannot save somebody and leave them outside. Said, but one day they now called her. What happened? A Christian came to come and do here and discussed about how stupid the church is, the issues in their church, and they would begin to doubt their faith. Why? Because that Christian has no clue. They think what gathered everybody together is you are okay. Please, can I ask you a question as I drop the mic? I'm so sorry. Do you think that if they tell this girl, jump, you think she will not jump? If somebody said, oh, stay there. See, the the lift that we have is a bit messy. It stinks. Don't worry. See, don't worry. Say, we, I cannot, I cannot. A, a, a man is saying, the lady is shouting, please carry me. They're saying, no, 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 no. The equipment we have in our church is not, is not up to standard. So stay there first until we sort everything out. It's because you have no clue what is going on. You think it is about, see, <laughs> the church needs to change. The church needs to deal with a lot of things. But it is not an excuse. Jesus saw his disciples that they had problems. He just spoke to them because they, felt they went to go and look for fish. After that, what did he say? He didn't say, okay, Peter, until you now begin to know how to not go back to that fishing, then you preach the gospel. Let us rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.